Good morning. Uh, thank you for joining me once again. And we have made our way into uh, chapters 9, 10, and 11 of the book of 2 Samuel. And so uh, we're going to zero in actually on the, the first eight verses of our reading uh, today. And uh, this is often highlighted as, as one of the, uh, the great pictures uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. More about that in just a moment. Uh, chapter 10 uh, gives some vivid details of, re regarding the, the ongoing uh, uh, battles against the enemies of Israel, uh, Ammon and, and Syria, and uh, this uh, episode in which they shame uh, some of Israel's uh, soldiers uh, by cutting off their, uh, their garments and uh, cutting off half of their beard. And so uh, the, the, the battle is on, and we're told at the end of chapter 10 that David and his armies ultimately defeat a Syrian army that had 700 chariots. I mean, that is a super warfare machine with 40,000 horsemen. And so uh, it is God who has gone before David and God that gives him victory uh, over his enemies. Chapter 11, uh, after this great pinnacle, of success in David's reign. We see this terrible uh, chapter in David's life where he lapses, lapses into sin with Bathsheba. Uh, all the details are played out in chapter 11. I'm going to say maybe a little more about this tomorrow as we get into uh, how this affected David and his house and the balance of his life. Uh, uh, suffice it to say, uh, it, it is a a sobering word that this man that could be so anointed of God and be the man described as a man after God's own heart uh, could fall into this great sin. Uh, I, I've always uh, uh, made the comment that uh, if, if David could fall this far, then uh, what about the, the rest of us? That we always need to be on our guard uh, against uh, the assault uh, of sin. And so... Uh, many times it's pointed to as an apologetic for uh, sinning Christians. Well, you know, David uh, sinned and, and God forgave him. Well, that's true enough. But David suffered and his family suffered and the kingdom suffered for the rest of his life because of his sin. And so uh, uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's certainly not an encouragement uh, for Christians to take sin lightly. It is a sober warning of the seriousness of sin. So back to chapter 9, and again this uh, uh, description of the relationship uh, between David and Jonathan's son Mephibosheth, uh, the, the one who is crippled. And many say this is a great picture of the gospel of Jesus Christ in that this helpless individual uh, who cannot fend for himself, cannot care for himself uh, because of uh, Jonathan and because of David's great love for Jonathan, he is cared for, he is restored, uh, he is exalted uh, uh, because, uh, again, of, of, of who he is and who he was related to. And so uh, he could do nothing to earn these things for himself. Uh, he was given them uh, by King David. And so uh, in our salvation, uh, we are those that are lame and crippled and, of course, even dead in trespasses and sin. And all of the great benefits of the gospel are given to us by our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. So let's read this. And David said, Is there still anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba, 
And they called him to David, and the king said to him, Are you Ziba? And he said, I am your servant. And the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul that I may show the kindness of God to him? And Ziba said to the king, uh, There's still a son, Jonathan. He is crippled in his feet. And the king said to him, Where is he? And Ziba said to uh, the king, He is at the house of Mekir, the son of Amiel of Lodabar. And then King David sent and brought him from the house of Mekir, the son of Amiel uh, at Lodabar. And Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, came to David and fell on his face and paid homage. And David said, Mephibosheth. And he answered, Behold, I'm your servant. And David said to him, Do not fear. I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan. And I will restore you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat my table, eat at my table always. And he paid homage to and said, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? So we see uh, the appropriate humility on the part of Mephibosheth. We see this mercy and grace on the part of David uh, extended to one who by identity, uh, in some sense, would be a part of the, the opposition, the enemies of, of David, in that he was a descendant, the grandson of Saul. Of course, he was Jonathan's son, a great friend of, of David. Uh, but uh, when, by rights, David could have had him uh, killed because he was of this particular family, uh, he chose to show him kindness, and he, showed, he chose to uh, reward him. And so, again, a beautiful picture of the, the, the unbeliever in his helpless state uh, being graciously blessed uh, uh, by the salvation earned for us by the Lord Jesus Christ and granted to us uh, uh, as we come to Him uh, in faith. So, again, a wonderful picture uh, of the gospel in this uh, relationship, in this intercession, in this saving of Mephibosheth by King David. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I will look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.